Okay, so we are returning to Mothership, this time for a very different experience. Uh, we're going to be taking a dive into the uh, gradient, exp uh, the gradient descent uh, module for Mothership. Um, before we get too far into it, I just want to kind of go over a couple of notes and, and refreshers about Mothership uh, in that first off, it is a it is probably more OSR than anything we've played in that um, I have most of the narrative control, characters are probably fragile, and violence is dangerous and probably should be avoided. Um, that being said, after our experience last time, I have pulled one of the difficulty setting tweaks that uh, the Warden's Guide for Mothership offers, and that is called Resolve. You're all going to start with a new stat, Resolve. It's not on the Keeper right now, but you're going to have two points of Resolve, and you will get a point of Resolve each session, or at the end of each session, you know, assuming you survive. Uh, Resolve can be spent to re-roll a die at any time. So uh, just keep that in mind if you'd like to, to spend a resolve. This adventure also includes a new stat called the bends, sticking with the, the diving theme. I'm not going to go into too much detail ahead of time what the bends does or is, but it is an effect that will probably just grow on your character. There will be times where I might call on a bends check. And my question to you, and I know there's not a lot of context here, but uh, do you want the bends to be something you are aware of or something I track for you? Basically, basically, the question is how much of a surprise, like, not necessarily bad effect, but probably interesting, uh, how much do you want to be surprised by this, or do you want to see it coming? I love surprises. And we... is there? Oh, sorry. Good. Uh, is is there any way to tell us what like the the any narrative advantages or disadvantages are to that without any spoilers, or would that just like spoil it? I imagine like it would probably just kind of spoil it. I mean, think of it like stress in that it is a. Uh, a, a stat that will go up as you experience certain things in the module and during certain points I might call for a Ben's check in which case you will roll and if you roll under your current Ben's stat uh, there will be an effect. The There is no upper limit to the Ben's 
Um, and it's not like if you hit 20, you die, uh, or, or it won't ever roll over into taking points off your stats or anything like that. It is purely something that will affect you within the framing of this module. So if we did continue and do other things, it, it would just be a, a leftover at that point. Yeah, I think surprise is fine. That sounds fun. I don't, we don't do a whole lot of like non transparent mechanics, I think, in the games we do. So that is true. Um, okay, well, that's cool. I am happy with that. Um, one thing I will tell you is that because you're starting new characters, uh, you will all start at zero bends. Uh, if you were not starting new characters and you were beginning this adventure without your trinket, you would start at five. But lucky you, you are a little uh, better equipped than you might have been otherwise. Um, See, so yeah, as I mentioned, your characters are fragile. Violence will be punishing, but this module isn't necessarily very lethal. It is all going to be up to, not up to you per se in all stats, but like how you respond to things and how you interact with the world will probably affect how the world interacts with you. In, in many respects. Um, and one thing to keep in mind in Mothership is that when you're dealing with especially other humans or, or sentients, let's say, uh, they don't generally want to fight either because violence is scary and everybody's fragile. So that's something to keep in mind. Hmm. Um, another thing is that this, this module does deal with I mean, this is a sci-fi horror, so we're going to deal with body horror, um, potentially traumatic to the character events, but as usual, X card, lines and veils, all that will be in play if anything makes someone uncomfortable in, here's what I'll say, I want you to be uncomfortable in a way that you enjoy being uncomfortable. This Great. is supposed to be a little... It's supposed to make you feel things. So, Gross. Uh, but as long as you're still having fun, that's good. When you stop having fun, let me know and we will discuss what needs to change. Um, with that in mind, one lever that we can pull right away, right out of the gate, there is uh, implied danger, harm to children. That is something I can very easily alter. How... If we're okay, like, I'm not going to go, no one's going to torture a child on, on screen here. Uh, not going to go crazy, not interested in, in that kind of stuff, but there are children NPCs who are potentially in danger. If that is something that makes anyone uncomfortable and we want to just have them not be children anymore, that's fine. Anyone, any objections? Um, I think like for me, it's, I would prefer not like 
gun violence towards children. Okay. Um, the reason that I'm kind of mm, with that is that you have the guns. Mm. <laughs> okay. So in that case, I might just avoid the children. <laughs> okay. And noted. Uh, another thing, uh, there. This is a something that you might be familiar with. We've never really gotten into one. This is a mega dungeon. This is a dungeon that is very large. You can explore as much or as little as you want, with the caveat that you are going to have a goal here, and your character will probably want to meet that goal before leaving. Um, there will be opportunities to leave the dungeon and find somewhere to rest and recover a little bit before taking another dive that uh, it's not going to be a full shore leave. So you will have to um, consider that. It, it, but what it also means is that Unless you find a map, you don't have a map. Mm -hmm. So if you got access to graph paper and a pencil, that might be handy. As you go along and discover new areas of this facility, um, traveling back will be... So in full transparency, when you enter a new room, there will be a check to see if there's an encounter there. When you backtrack or when you go back towards the exit, you can decide if you want to do it quickly, in which case I will only make one encounter roll for your entire trip back. Or if you want to take the, the scenic route, in which case we'll do the same thing backwards as you did forwards with the uh, Context that encounters aren't necessarily monsters, aren't necessarily fights. It could be, it could be literally you discover a pile of valuable things. It's just an encounter. Um, and I think that's all the paperwork I have before we begin. Are there any questions, requests? I can think of, man. As usual, if something now. comes up, you can always let me know. Um, oh, there is one piece of, of important, an important question for you all. The framing for this device, which, or for this uh, adventure, which I'll get into, is that you are being hired by a company to, to go on this expedition. But my question for you is, one way or another, you're going to have a ship for this. You're going to need a ship to begin. Is this your ship? Are you owner-operators? Or were you loaned a ship for this? The difference being, if you are owner-operators, it will be assumed that a percentage of your take will be put toward paying off your ship, paying for maintenance and fuel, uh, I'm not going to make you buy fuel, buy maintenance. I will just take a chunk out of whatever money you make. 
or you can get a loanership, which will be functional and will work, but you're not going to have much control over it. And when this ends, if we were to continue playing, you wouldn't have a ship. So what do you think of that? I feel like story-wise, like you said we're, we're working for like a company or whatever. You've been contracted we to contracted, a so maybe like they they lend us a a ship, maybe that's part of the contract if you'd like there may be other effects Thoughts? to having flying a ship that isn't your own, but uh we'll get into that. Are we like a crew kind of thing that's like, I guess we... that's the question. I, I'm going to assume, yes, you know each other, uh, let's say, fairly well. Not not like... You probably know each other at least as well as uh, the D&D the party did. You're friendly, familiar. At least, if you want oh, to no, be no. owner-operators and be a, a little ragtag crew, that is also perfectly valid. I feel like that would be kind of fun. And then we can name the ship and we can buy things for the ship and et cetera, et cetera. That's true. I will, I'll, I'll roll you up a quick kind of a ship on the cheaper side, because I think you'd have to be at least a little desperate to take this job, but, uh, <laughs> You will get to name it if it's not if it's yours. What are the um? You said for like uh, in case we have graphic paper. What are like the units of measurement for the purposes of of ease and whatever rooms. and consider a room to be uh, probably uh, rectangular two by one, uh, horizontal. And then you can use the grids in between the little pills to uh, describe doors or airlocks or ducts, etc. Now, not all the rooms are going to be the same size, and we'll talk about that, but for mapping purposes, they can all be the same size on the map. They are on the map that I have access to. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, like, if we need to, like, map proportionally, basically, like, then what units should I use to, like... The, the units that are going to matter um, are human-sized or industrial-sized. Okay. But on the map, having them be the same is just fine. So if you have a ship, it is going to be a relatively small, relatively quick, simple ship. Um, 
and I'm going to take 10% of your take off the top to pay for it. It will be what's called a jump three capable ship, which means you have a jump drive. You are capable of going into hyperspace. Hmm. Actually, I take it back. It's a jump one. It is the, you can make the smallest hyperspace jump in a single go that is possible right now. You will have the opportunity to upgrade that, but you don't need much more than that right now. Um, Dan, as a bit of context to your jump nine ticket that you had on test nine. Oh yeah. That means you had a pass to what is probably a colony ship. Jump nine is basically from here to who the hell knows. Oh, okay. Ships that make jump nine uh, journeys are have never been seen again. They are potentially, that is an intergalactic jump. Right. Yeah, that jump. makes sense. With um, is is um, the time dilation of relativity of a concern in this in this world? Yes, but okay. not. We're not going to get too deep into the weeds here. the The conceit is, or the conceit that I think we'll take is that if you are making a jump along a uh, pre-established jump route, it's fairly stable jumps are not instantaneous it isn't mass effect but mm. if you expect a jump to take a month it will probably take a month if you make a lie a blind jump which does not involve any of the paths we'll see what happens humans and organics when they make jumps into hyperspace are that's when cryosleep comes in handy People who are awake during jumps uh, report a bad time. And androids who are awake during jumps often have reports of phenomenon and experiences that don't seem to make a lot of sense. So uh, you want to be asleep during a jump unless you don't want to be asleep during a jump and we can have a fun adventure there. But as it is, you will be jump one capable. We'll get into maps and mapping the galaxy if uh, we ever take this further than just the area that you're in. Your ship will be outfitted with a cryo sleep chamber, um, a galley, a bridge, and Probably not so much a med bay as a med corner. You you have a shelf with some band-aids and uh, some light medical tools. Which is why you will be quite familiar with docking at ports. Uh, which is a thing that we will cover when we get to. But that is generally how you will do any significant healing. So let's talk about where we are starting off. Oh, we have to name the ship. 
if it's kind of a hunk of junk, do ships in this universe have like a prefix? Uh, are they the RSS, not RSS, HMR, or whatever, or like PNC, do they have whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they need to be like if you're not representing the a, a military body you could okay uh if it's a starting hunk of junk i hereby propose the name extended warranty how do we feel about the extended warranty for short the what for short ew the you the ew ew So, the what? I was just taking the first like couple syllables and I was like XFAR and just like testing the mouthfeel. Could do that too. XFAR. Interestingly, it's a cute name. No one has piloting. So this ship <laughs> is going to be. Uh, uh. This, this ship will have its own astrogation ability. Um. Just going over your skills. You are interestingly outfitted. Okay. All right. The extended warranty and its crew have been contracted by a, what would probably be considered in this universe, a, a startup. This isn't your Wayland yutani This is a smaller company that still has ungodly amounts of money. They have a job for you. There is a location in the galaxy that is referred to as the deep by people who go looking for quick, not really easy, but uh, money when they're desperate. And it's not super well-known. People try and keep it quiet if they know where the deep is or if they are divers. But you have been contacted to explore the deep by uh, this company that we will call So I load up the company name generator. We're going to call them synaptical. Synaptical has an offer for you. They want artifacts from the deep and they are willing to pay 1 million credits for an artifact. Mm -hmm. They are even forwarding you or advancing you a bit of payment. They are going to give you 50,000 credits. This is both an advanced payment and also potentially a tool because the deep, which was formerly known as the cloud bank synthetics production facility has been cordoned off by a blockade of corporate-backed 
mercenaries. These mercenaries will destroy any ship that comes in or out of the cloud bank facility. Which means you have to outrun them, which might be hard. You have to outgun them, which will be impossible. Or you have to grease a palm. So. All of that will be on your mind as you are closing in on the blockade in the extended warranty. You have been out of hyperspace for a few days now. Don't have to worry about hyperspace sickness or cryosickness. And as we are panning around the inside of the ship, which I imagine is uh, clean enough, looks a little little worse for wear, a little older than usual, or, or than, uh, not usual, than one might want their ship to look. Mm -hmm. But uh, everything's intact. Everything is mostly working. Let's meet our crew. And I think I'll start, we'll, we'll just go in character keeper order. Let's talk about Rowan. Can you give us a kind of just a quick roundup of Rowan's capabilities and also uh, one thing that people will instantly see when they look at Rowan like a, a physical characteristic or, or a mannerism and one thing that would be instantly in uh, apparent upon speaking to Rowan. So the, the camera pans over to, to Rowan. He's a tall, somewhat a, attractive uh, guy. He's currently um, has rigged a, a some sort of hammock between a couple of bulkheads and is lounging in the hammock, idly tuning a ukulele. Uh, <laughs> Rowan is um, usually found wearing um, a tank top and Camo pants is um, the a marine who likes explosions. Now, granted, the explosions should be done safely. Obviously, you want to protect your crew, but explosions are fucking cool, man. So uh, that's what he that's what he he likes to do. Um, his the thing that you'll notice is that every time you look at Rowan, his hair is going in a different direction. Um, as someone some YouTuber might say, the puff factor is high on his hair. And he's constantly running a hand through it, so it's always in a slightly different, like different configuration. And um, when you talk to Rowan, he is unfailingly friendly, even if you're having a fight, even if you're in a, like a physical confrontation. He is always unfailingly friendly. All right, uh, and Rowan's patch, what's he got? Plays well with others. Cool. Uh, Skill-wise, I see athletics, military training, and naturally explosives. Yep. Okie dokie. Cool. Uh, let's talk about Cass. Hello. Um, Cass, uh, using they, them pronouns, um, the first thing that people would notice about them, um, they have, um, Heterochromia of the eyes, so one eye is 
I already forgot. One eye is. Nope. Already forgot. Damn it. Um, <laughs> one eye is uh, blue and the other one is hazel. Um, I messed that up. One eye is blue and one eye is hazel. Um, and personality wise, um, if you approach cast, strike up a conversation or something like that, you may notice that they are pretty aloof or um, kind of stoic. You may get like a one word answer or, um, you know, they're just kind of terse in that way. Um, that's just who they are. Um, they've sort of taken up the, uh, as a teamster, they've taken up like a lot of odd jobs and things like that. So, um, they're not shy about, um, doing manual labor. Um, but they also know a thing or two about some, um, some archaeology and some, some mysticism. So, um, there may be hidden depths there if they survive that. <laughs> If they get to that point. Very good. And let's meet Santi. Santi, Santi? Uh, Santi. Uh, Van uh, is her first name. Goes, full name is Savannah. Never uses Savannah. Just calls, yeah, calls her Van. Um, so Van, uh, the first thing that you'd probably notice is the kind of very old, like well-worn lab coat that Zay wears. And what's noticeable about it is it's not, it's not like old and well-worn in the way that like, okay, there's been like a lot of experiments done and stuff. It's like, it's not actually really like chemical safe anymore, but they still wear, they still wears it. Um, but Zay's also uh yeah, rather taciturn and um just kind of just kind of grumpy, <laughs> just kind of irascible. Um, just just a little can be a little short tempered, um, not the most actively friendly. Uh so nobody really knows why Zay always wears this very old lab coat. Um, uh, is, does the ship have like a, I can't imagine it has like a dedicated science lab or anything. If it's a, a, a junker, if it has a med bay, um, then do we have a med bay? I think you might have a, a, uh, if you want, you may have repurposed a section of the, the galley into a little, little lab. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's say that, um. Zay's done that because Zay likes to experiment with like in, in kind of in the same the same way that Rowan has interest in explosives uh, Zay has interest in like chemistry and experimentation um, and always wants to be like messing around trying to uh see what they can do and the way this crosses over with their interest in linguistics is that Zay's tried to look at how different kinds of like uh drugs and chemical compounds and such can uh influence the way people like functionally speak and like their 
the <laughs> words that they choose and how they might um like let's say maybe like the study people in like altered states all right can i suggest a an ongoing character uh beat between rowan and van sure rowan likes if you like if you if you're into this rowan likes to put a, a post-it note on the back of the lab coat that says i need a hug <laughs> uh i love it because van would hate it so much <laughs> Great, thank you. And uh, let's meet Mitch. Uh, yeah, Mitch is uh, uh, Mitch is a scientist. Uses he/him pronouns. Um, Mitch, uh, let me see here. The first thing you would notice when looking at Mitch is there there his uh, bright white hair doesn't match the age of his the apparent age of his face. Um. And uh, in speaking with Mitch in person, you would notice his terrible halitosis. Um, this is uh, <laughs> potentially no. by choice. I think he has a supply of um, peculiarly flavored gums. He's exploring uh, savory gums, um, uh, uh, fermented food flavored gums, things like that. I love that. Uh, yeah, and Mitch is um, scientist is is maybe not the best term. Uh, he is uh, versed in theology and um, uh, and and I think got his uh, second doctorate in xenoesotericism, uh, and also uh, a a a good deal in uh, art. And when we see Mitch, he is working. He's he's got a piece of gum in his hand and he's chewing it. He's got a piece of gum in his mouth and he's chewing it along with the base of a paintbrush looking at something off camera and then he decidedly very specifically places a small piece of clear plastic in what we see is a very large uh, light bright uh, on which he's recreated a <laughs> monet painting wow that is great wow I, you just threw me back like 30 years yep all right. I'm um, hearing the commercial in my head as we speak. Okay. Now that we've met our crew, uh, who who would be the... Uh, I mean, you don't have a captain because no one has the command skill. You don't have a pilot because no one has a piloting skill. Who would be kind of the the take point on on your jobs and your missions might be my default to the marine are, are we volunteering rowan oh god no that's a bad <laughs> idea <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get an idea. It is. I mean, you can if you well, want. You it's, have... just, it's a bad idea. <laughs> I don't think Cass has the personality for it. 
Van, Mitch. I think, I, I think uh, Van would probably do it, but very, very begrudgingly. Hmm. Then I guess it's up to me, Mitch Kolsch. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you've set up your light bright in the uh, the bridge, such as it it were, because I think you want to be there when. The extended warranty is hailed by a generating a name here. On the screen, you see that the jump ship, the jump one troop ship, Zhang V4, is hailing you. It is top priority. Ah, very good. We'll press the button, take that call. And there will be static over the line, and you'll hear extended warranty. You're approaching the cloud bank blockade. State your business or turn around. Ah, good. We're almost there. Um, this is Mitch Kolsch, uh, captain of the uh, extended warranty. Uh, we have business in the cloud bank blockade, uh, or we have business in the deep. Uh, we are uh, in search of uh, valuables, or not valuables is the wrong term. Uh, we are in search of um, uh, components, niche components uh, for a manufacturing firm. Uh, nothing particularly valuable to anyone outside of the firm, just things that they believe that there might be a cash of here. The voice you'll hear is a little quiet as if they've turned away from, from the microphone. You're fucking divers. Yeah. Extended warranty. This is your first and final warning. Turn around, leave the vicinity of the blockade or we will fire. Well, we don't want that. Um, is there any sort of, um, we might pay to uh to to bypass the blockade that you've set up is this a is this a money-making venture you've established for yourselves there's silence on the line and here because i like your extended warranty you're getting a second warning turn around we will fire well, all right. I guess we'll turn around. And um, I, where should we go from here? Crew. First question. Um, how many credits are we supposed to start out with? So, so you as a crew have 50,000 credits to, to potentially gain access here. How long have we been underway to, to get here? I, I imagine this isn't a, yeah. It has taken you months to get here. Now for you subjectively uh, days because of cryosleep, but actual months. 
But that that fit that five five thousand fifty thousand fifty thousand fifty thousand credits. Um, it's like a credit, like roughly equal use... to like a dollar or something. I have no, I have no sense of it's, it's monetary the value. Uh, Inflation probably has has gone wild. Fifty thousand is a lot. Okay. What was the name of the ship that hailed us? Zhuang V five or V. Can you chat these things? And the person that we talked to, did they give a name? They did not. They did not. No, they did not. Uh, for a reference, a flashlight costs 10 credits. <laughs> Ooh, is it a good flashlight or like one it's of those? It's a pretty good flashlight. Okay. Uh, so over here, the, the transmission. Um, and despite Mitch uh, saying... He would offer something. Cast like from whatever side, like a corner or something. We'll just say, make them an offer. Make them an offer. All right. Uh, Zhang V, this is extended warranty again. Um, look, all of our all of our personal hygiene, all of our personal hygiene facilities on the ship have gone down. We would be willing to pay. Um, we would be willing to pay for the one-time use of any personal hygiene facilities you may have available, and um, after that, we can negotiate uh, 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 payment. It, I, it it is an emergency. There's silence on the line, and then you'll hear a different voice, a, a female-sounding voice, uh, extended warranty. Uh, ship talk. Uh, drop an approach vector for the Zhuang V. If we see your weapons heating up, we will fire. Thank you so much, Zhongvi. Uh, there is no, yeah, no concern about our weapons. I am not a hundred percent sure this ship is equipped with weapons. It isn't. Don't tell them that. Man, man just like looks over at Mitch, like, just like, why did you say this out loud? Rowan will walk by. Weapons? Can't forget about these guns, and he'll flex. <laughs> nice. The ships you can feel tension in the uh, space as you approach the blockade. There are there are four large gunships uh, stationed at reg regular intervals in kind of a rough circle. You can't see 
what's in the center, but you can see the stars behind it being blocked out. There is a very large something in the middle of this blockade. But as you approach, the lights on the side of the Zhuangvi will light up to guide your approach to the docking bay. The clamps will lock onto your ship and you will feel the uh, umbilical attach. And your airlock will notify you that you can board. Uh, Rowan's going to go out at first. Actually, Rowan has beer. So he's going to grab a couple of beers and will be the first out, uh, well, first in front of, of the airlock. He is not changed, he's just wearing a tank top. Okay. Anyone else? Who, who's going with? We'll go. So is this, yeah, is this to, like... Use the facilities, apparently. <laughs> it's yeah was okay was mitch lying about the facilities or are are the Your are they legitimately are all right um i think van's first instinct would be to enjoy a little solitude on the ship for a little bit um you're gonna ava this really <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've we've become a verb. You, no. <laughs> uh, Made it impact. Um, uh, that that's their first instinct, but then realizes I, I'm not gonna. Zay doesn't entirely trust uh, leaving all of it to the rest of the crew, um, so they will follow like just like behind everyone else. When the airlock opens into the. Zhuangvi, you see about seven people. They are all dressed in heavy black armor, the likes of which you've never seen. Their faces are covered in nondescript helmets, uh, apart from the uh, kind of strip of red over the eyes, except for the person in the center. Her helmet only goes down to below her nose. Her mouth is visible, and she has a long ponytail out the back. All of them have their very expensive-looking guns trained on you. Uh, okay. Rowan will, uh, not like moving quickly, but like still moving casually, say, oh, thanks. You know, uh, we ran out of, uh, well, here, th first off, and he'll try to pass one of the beers to the to the uh, woman with the partial mask. This is, this is a thank you, because let me tell you, uh, Mitch's breath, my As you gosh. are talking, as you reach out, one of them will step forward and say, step back. And the voice is amplified and distorted through the helmet. And okay. he has his gun pointed directly at your face. Yeah, no, no problem, buddy. And, and, uh, Rowan will step, take a step back and say, Hey, can you give this to, uh, to your, uh, whoever's running, running the comms there? Because let me tell you, uh, we ran out of toothpaste a while back, and it's a good thing to have full helmets on, because, oh, I mean, don't go too close to that guy. The woman in the half mask will kind of gesture, and the other 
troops will take a step back. And she'll say, I got it from here. And after a dismissive wave, they will, the rest will, will kind of tromp away. She looks from the set of her mouth, not very impressed. She'll wait till everyone clears out and she'll say, so how much did they give you to pay us? Right down to brass tacks. Do you don't even want the beer? She'll take the beer. Ah, there we go. She won't say anything, but. Van just says 25,000. And we actually do legitimately need toothpaste. The woman will look at Van and kind of study and say, I have a better offer. Come with me. And she will turn and start walking deeper into the ship. And as she walks away, if there's any hesitation on any of your parts, she'll say, not a request. Assuming this is where the, the uh, facilities are located. No answer. Okay. She will open the door and wait right. for you to pass through and she'll say, make a right. Rowan will just shrug and, and with a saunter follow her. She will lead the four of you to a nondescript room with a table in the center and one chair at the table. It is clearly an interrogation room. The door will lock and bolt heavily behind you and she will move to the far wall and cross her arms and just observe you for a moment before saying, there's no way they sent you without a little. Rowan will uh, take the chair. Is it bolted to the floor? No. Nope. And we'll spin it around so he's like leaning over the back of it and just kind of uh, drape himself over it and say, no way they sent us with that little... Oh, no, this is... I mean... I appreciate it, but uh, no, this is not a bribe. This is just a gift for you. You understand. She'll smirk a little and say, I've been stationed here for eight years. You aren't the first. It's a bribe. I know it. You know it. And other ships are probably morally questionable enough to take it. I'm not. Eight years, that's a long time to be stuck out here. Yes, it is. Must get uh, must get stressful or boring or, I mean, you have to be full dress uniform all the time. Wow. That's some, that's some discipline. She'll kind of like stretch her lips over her teeth and, and consider. And she'll say, my name's Rachel Kilroy. I'm the commander of the troubleshooters. Do you even know what you're doing here? Or did they not tell you that? Well, well hi, Rachel. I'm uh, I'm Rowan. You already talked to Mitch. Uh, I would recommend... Uh, that's... And Rowan will point them. That's Cass and Van. Uh, don't, don't talk to Van. Van's uh, special. In the... In the... Not friendly kind of way. Like, uh, you know what? Just... It's fine. Just... Just... Um, Talk to someone who's fit to talk to. Not you. I'm just hear Van call from the back. 
Oh, Rachel will in fact turn her visor toward Van and say, "What did they tell you you're here for?" How much? How much information do they usually get? Uh, what is wise to say? Have you seen our ship? I have. We don't get paid enough to know anything. We're just here for the job. Artifacts? As far as we know. And how much are they paying you? Not enough. How much are they paying us? They offer uh, a million per artifact? She will chuckle at Advance comment about not enough and say, I don't think you have any idea how not enough it is. Well, we're out here in the ass end of nowhere for some reason. Van will uh, hold out an arm and there's a little keypad on her sleeve and she will tap a couple things. And if any of you are paying attention, you will notice that the camera in the corner of the room the little red light will blink out and the camera will drop down and she'll say are you familiar with the concept of the useful idiot <laughs> Rowan Man looks at yep. Rowan <laughs> in some cases it's metaphorical when it comes to the idiocy I believe it's not in this but that suits my needs and hopefully it'll suit yours I have a job and Rowan will will sort of flirtily lean forward and be like, out here for eight years? I bet you do. I can kill you and no one will ever know what happened. Well, you'll know. You'll be sad because I'm I'm great, honestly. And we can be friends. And then uh, you wouldn't have the, the fun of drinking beers with me and I could write you a serenade on my ukulele. She Rowan, will... we can't get paid if she kills us. She will take something out of a holster on her side and press it against your forehead, Rowan. There will be a soft beep and she will step back looking at least somewhat satisfied and she will proceed to do the same to each of you with it. Uh, Mitch, you will recognize this because you have one. This is a cybernetic diagnostic scanner. When she's done, she'll step back and she'll say, what did they tell you about Monarch? Not some kind of bug. That's not a name that we are familiar with. There is a brief moment of incredulity as her face passes over each of you. They didn't tell you about Monarch. Again, did you see our ship? Why they don't, must uh, be desperate. Why don't you uh, tell us on it? We could uh, we could go get some dinner and uh, take a load off, and you could let us know about this. It's Monarch. 
the CloudBank Synthetics production facility has been quarantined for the last 23 years because the industrial AI monarch has taken over. Are you aware of what they produce at the synthetics production facility? Synthetics? Synthetics? Rollable hazard? Cloud banks. Nope. You aren't all as stupid as that one looks. What I'm about to tell you is top secret. And I'm about to tell you it because you're going to work for me. When you leave this place, as long as you do my job, I don't care what you do after. You can take all the shinies back to whoever's employed you. You can get paid. If you do what I tell you to, you'll get paid by me. Could upgrade that ship, outfit you with more weapons than you could imagine, and maybe even add in some armor. I'd ask if this sounds good, but I'm not asking. What's the over-under on the survival rate? Irrelevant. See, this blockade, as much as you may have heard about people greasing palms to get by, I take it seriously. No one gets in or out of CloudBank for very good reason. Monarch is, has grown a little big for his britches. And she's going to uh, pull up her, her little data pad on her arm and it will project a little hologram onto the wall. You will see a man sitting in the chair that Rowan is currently sitting on from the camera that uh, Kilroy has turned off. The man is being interrogated. Kilroy is doing the interrogation. She will, after, you don't hear any voices, but after a few things the man says, she will kick him to the ground. He will be obviously pleading as she pulls out a gun, and shoots him in the face. Blood, bone, spill on the floor. And then she reaches into this man's chest, or into, sorry, the remains of his face, and pulls out, well, in a human, it's probably where the brain should be. It's not a brain. It is metal, it is blinking softly, and it is, uh, there are wires trailing from the back of it into the meat that was this person. She will look at the four of you. We call them infiltrators. They look human, they sound human. They may even think they are human. They are not. 
nothing can be allowed to leave CloudBank. Why? Ben pulls out a notebook and asks, what natural language and natural language processing were they trained on? She'll look at Van and then just turn away and say, the top secret part of this is that several infiltrator androids have been discovered in high-ranking positions of the Earth government and at various stations around the galaxy. The only way an infiltrator can be detected is with one of these. And she'll hold up the cybernetic diagnostic scanner. Which is why when you leave with your ill-gotten gains and having finished my job, you will be quarantined before you are allowed to get back onto your ship. But you see, the thing of it is, the thing of it is, I'm not allowed to destroy Monarch. Something about delicate ecosystems and industrial secrets and capitalism. So you want us to do it for you? I want you to do it for me. Well, how uh, important a question. Just Monarch? Or can, like, would you be upset if, and Rowan would just mime explosion? Hmm. However you do it, as long as it gets done, I'm happy. Rowan, Rowan bites his lip and looks excited. One thing you should know, Monarch is smarter than you. Monarch is smarter than all of us, but especially you. If you have a plan to destroy Monarch, Monarch's probably simulated it, run it, and can counter it before it even occurs to you. Right. So, don't have a plan. <laughs> Not the takeaway I was going for. No, I have a plan. I have a plan to get around it. See, Monarch was outfitted, as most industrial AIs are, with a failsafe. There is a nuclear device nestled right under his CPU. It is managed to circumvent the traps and switches which is why it's still alive still doing its thing but you if you're very lucky you can get around that Or you can just pull his plug. I don't care. I note that you refer to Monarch with a masculine gender. Is this one that is self-identified through Monarch himself? Or is it something that you've decided to assign to him? Or it, or however it may be. She looks at you and says, I like to think of him as a man because I want to kick him in the balls. Then just says, fair, and makes another note. So there, what makes you think that Monarch hasn't 
anticipated and simulated and um, uh, will counter the plan that you've just given us before you conceived of it. I have no idea. Maybe he has. Maybe he, you will walk in and be immediately executed. Only one way to find out. So uh, given that you have a, a vested interest in this happening, you wouldn't be opposed to, you know, increasing our chances of success now then, right? I'm not. Not. Opposed. What? Oh. Nice. I can give you armor and if you want we can take some of the uh say the financial lubricant you're carrying and you can hire some of my men or other with a slight nod at van but i mean if you could send them in why not just send them in She'll look at you flatly, well, you presume flatly, and then turn back to the others and say, how's it sound? Ben looks over to Cass and says, scanner. Scanner? Cass has a cybernetic diagnostic scanner. Uh, Mitch has a diagnostic scanner. Oh, oh I thought Cat. Oh, no. Oh, Mitch does. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Van directs that to Mitch and says, scanner. Oh, here you go. And Mitch hands over the cybernetic. Hang on. Did you mean scan and then an apostrophe ER, like scan her or. <laughs> Scan, like scanner, like the noun. Van just looks at Mitch for a moment and says, I'll let you live because that is a legitimately interesting linguistics question, but I meant <laughs> as an imperative. Gotcha. Um, uh, uh, Kilroy, I, I'm, if you'd don't mind, I'd like to use this uh, this cybernetic diagnostic scanner on you. She'll sigh, but take off her helmet. She looks like a normal human woman. Excellent. And places the, the, the scanning part up against her temple and uh, presses the appropriate buttons to make it operate. She will keep eye contact with you, looking very unimpressed, but the device will indicate that she is completely organic. Excellent. Uh, she's fine. She's a human. We're a, she's organic. You're a human, right? Yeah, you're human. Last I checked. I'm sure you understand the caution. Whatever. Do you take my deal? 
well, I mean, can't imagine you're just going to let us walk out of here now if we say no. You're a little smarter than you look. Listen, I can't afford to send you out with too much. There are very few people here I trust. And mm -hmm. if my extracurricular activities were to get out, I would lose this post. And whoever would take it may be less scrupulous. So no, I'm not going to chance you leaving with what you know or the risk you pose to my position and i'm not sure the galaxy would miss you rowan looks wounded <laughs> listen miss the galaxy is a rough place and there are lots of people who need a good cheering up and uh so to de-stress, I mean, look at, look at these, look at these three, honestly, like if I, if I wasn't here, I'm sure they all would have tightly wound themselves into a spiral and, you know, burst. And it looks like maybe, I mean, I get it, stressful position, but like we can be friends. No need to be, uh, to be insulting. Cass just raises their eyebrow like, okay. She will tap her her data pad a bit and uh mitch your portable computer terminal will light up with hmm. details and a note basically it says and she will outline it she'll say i'm going to need you to install encrypted radio transmitters on floors two three sorry two three point well Two, three point one, four, and six, uh, and she will show you on the portable computer terminal that they are—they're pretty big transmitters. They are uh, kind of like small backpack sized. She'll say, "Then you're going to need to find a securable location on floor three to use as a base. If you can hold radio contact with us for a few hours till backup arrives." Uh, we'll send you a passcode. Then I'll need you to download a copy of the of Monarch's database, data bank, sorry, and destroy the original. Then kill wait. Monarch. Wait, wait. So if it's dangerous for things to get out and you want to destroy it, how come you want to copy it first? That is above your pay grade. How many other teams have you sent in? More than two. Eight years you've been here, you've only sent two? more than two and success rate has been i guess oh, i'm still stationed here aren't i 
So then with all the the weapons and fancy gadgetry you have out here, you all just can't do it yourself. I cannot. I am uh, not allowed. It but is... I mean, you got a whole blockade, right? You could just turn around and open fire on the station. There are four of us. Four ships. Yeah, but they're like hefty ships. Do you understand how bidding works in this world? How contracts are made? Do you know who gets the contracts? Those who charge the least. Do you understand what I'm saying? You underbid yourself to get out here? This is a shit job. This is a shit, shit job. We are going slightly insane mm. guarding the gravest threat that exists in this galaxy and not being allowed to do anything about it other than make sure idiots like yourselves don't come back carrying an extra passenger who might just happen to look like the president of the United States. Full we'll sigh and um, it's kind of roll their eyes and be like, we'll take whatever you're offering. Good. I didn't want to have to call the gender. Do you have any other information you can give us as to how the what is it called? Uh, infiltrators work? How they, you said that, are there literally no ways that they are distinguishable? Speech patterns, speech patterns they avoid, mannerisms. The worst part is they don't always know that they're not human. Is this what? a universe where Blade Runner existed? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would it would be several hundred years old. But... Um. I suppose, yeah, sure. I'm just wondering if anybody here is like, I don't know, watches old media or anything that would be familiar. The deep, as you call it, is a nightmare. The only reason you're getting this offer and the only reason that I'm here talking to you now is because you died the second you accepted this job. Rowan starts to look time. down before catching himself. The second we accepted the job you just gave us or the job that we The job that brought to? you here. Oh, okay. So 
like if you uh if you have specific floors you need stuff on you must have a map or something then right it's not that simple you'll understand when you get in there okay i can't give you a complete map it's not the same facility that was built All right, so you, you've talked about what you can't do, and you sort of said you'll give us support. What exactly are you offering to give us? And I will give you armor. I will give you what weapons we can spare. And if you'd like to hire any of the people I trust, I'll give you access to that. And given everything you, you've told us, let's say we do your job. What guarantee do we have that you'll let us walk away? You come back out and that little detector still says you're clear. I'll have no reason to keep you here. Or you could always try out running. That's always fun. So uh, our ship, it's a, well, it could use some improvements as you, I'm sure you noticed. If we, uh, if we need to take a couple of runs at this thing, you're gonna let us back out so that we can uh, restock, rewater, you know, if you need quick supplies, the bell will be able to help you. The, the bell? He told you nothing. Mm -hmm. She will tap her little data pad and, and project it onto the screen. You will see an image of the cloud bank facility. It is huge. This is moon-sized. And floating off the lower half of it is a station that looks almost like an old, like an old thruster from like a, a rocket ship. And she'll point to it and she'll say, they call it the bell. Think of it like a, Look, the man who runs it, his name's Arcady. He's widely believed to be the first diver. He's not entirely untouched, but he is relatively trustworthy. They have a little setup in there for divers who need a break, need to recharge, need to rest. It's not the Hilton, but it will do. For obvious reasons, I can't just let you in and out of the blockade, nor can I let you aboard the ship. Why don't you trust your crew? Did I mention that the one who gets the job bids the lowest? Well, sure, but you can scan them all and know that they're you know, 
And if one of them wanted to, say, sell details on the construction of infiltrator androids to, oh, who knows, anybody, the company, your company, which, by the way, spoiler alert, your company may be hoping that you don't come back exactly the way you were. Yeah, we want to come back richer, obviously. Sure. The secrets of the facility, these artifacts, the information on the construction of these androids is worth more than you could know. How much were they offering? A million? They really do go for the lowest bidders, don't they? feel like I should be insulted by that, but I don't totally understand why. Cast size again. So are we going to keep talking about this or are we going to do it? Uh, I have a quick question. I'm sorry. Um, is there a concern on your end that if I have, I have one of these uh, cybernetic uh, scanners, is there a concern on your end that if I bring this in, it will somehow fall into monarchs. I'm going to say hands. That's not the right word, but um, and would allow monarch to create um, better infiltrators that are able to bypass or sneak past uh, scanners like this. Should I should I leave this outside? She'll look genuinely surprised by your inquiry, and then say. They have a pseudo flesh production plant in there, but as far as we know, no one, including Monarch, has cracked pseudo flesh brain. That'll work as long as they still need silicon. Well, don't have much choice, so might as well uh, take everything you're offering and, uh, you know get cracking but you know if you ever do want to want to just sort of take a breath chill with people that you know are uh well <laughs> disposable by your metrics uh you know we're here friendly don't don't need to be uh don't need to be don't need to be such a stranger especially if we're gonna be you know working together i don't want to get off on the wrong foot so let me be clear i do not think you are disposable oh that's good I think that your value pales in comparison to stopping Monarch. Well, that's a bit mercenary. If Monarch were allowed to do what it wants, I imagine no one would carry enough value. What do you surmise that Monarch wants? Ooh, that's a good question. Control. Of, of what? Everything. That's it? That's it? That's it? It's so boring. Right. Well... Uh, 
I mean, don't get me um, wrong. It's, it, you know, bad, bad, I'm sure, of everybody involved. But, like, you know, you you read, uh, you, well, I, I don't read, but you, you watch the, the vids and it's like, oh, we're going to, we're going to, blow up the universe by having a new element that we just got, like control yeah that was that was like a decade ago in terms of like it don't matter it does not let's get you outfitted or would you like an escort to the brig last call Rowan will stand up and and salute and say looking forward to working under you then welcome to the troubleshooters and she'll kind of, uh, her eyes will will flip down Mitch's jacket and see the troubleshooter patch on his shoulder and say, yeah. appropriate. Yeah, that's a weird coincidence. <laughs> All right. Let's take a 10-minute break, and then we will do a quick little uh, tool or gear upgrade. And we'll get you on word to the bell. Think about whether you want to hire any contractors. They do require a salary, but they are potentially useful. All right, so we'll see you all back in 10. Okay, so as we montage you getting back on your ship, let's talk about what Kilroy gave you. All of you are entitled to claim one piece of armor uh presumably I, I i might recommend standard battle dress uh advanced battle dress is an option but um you may want more mobility <laughs> one piece of armor and one good weapon so a good weapon well a good weapon would be like a gun not like a crowbar. A crowbar is a good weapon. Yeah, it's like it's utility. Yeah. So don't shit on the crowbar. You heard yeah. that crowbar, right? Heard. It's it's uh, it's appreciates your support. Um. You can also, if you would like, you can hire a contractor here. Now, a contractor, I will expand that section. It's right at the bottom. Uh, they are hirelings. You can take them with you. You will control them. Uh, in the event of character death, they make really handy alternate characters. They have uh, wounds. They don't have health, so they can only get hit so many times. They have a combat rating and they have an instinct rating, which is kind of a catch-all for all of the everything else. And they have a loyalty rating. And depending on how things go, you may have to check. You may have to roll against their loyalty and their loyalty might fail, in which case they will not be loyal. Um, we are going to... Well, we'll see how many contractors come into play before I discuss motivation. Contractors do have occupations that uh, change their max wounds and their combat and all that. We are going to assume that uh, that they will be more um, combat friendly. 
contractors. So once you've picked I gotta your... say a vibe shetty sounds really cool. Hey, if you want it, you can take it. <laughs> I had to Google it to figure out what it was, and I was like, oh holy shit, that's neat. Apparently a machete that vibrates at ultra high speeds in order to cut cleanly through dense foliage can be used as a weapon. And would anyone like to hire a contractor? Can I take a bunch of grenades instead of a weapon? Sure. How many? How much damage did I do? A frag grenade does one D. It does wound direct wounds. Uh, five. All right. Do we have friendly fire? Absolutely. Okay. Um, what about ammo? Can we just buy ammo? Yes. Uh, I would say no more than uh, two magazines. Um, it's not a separate equipment. We just increase our... Right. Increase your, your shots by a mag size factor. So one or two mag size factors? No more than two. So? So you could buy one for, each, for uh, two weapons, for example. Oh, uh, okay. But if we only have the one gun? You can buy two. Okay. Wait, so finally, how, how many weapons do we have access? You can pick one additional weapon. One additional weapon. <laughs> because I would be remiss to not ask any more charges to explosives, because Rowan wants that. They are a combat outfit. They're not demolitions. Is anyone thinking of a contractor? I guess I just don't know what to take for that. Well, if you say you're taking a contractor, I will, I will roll you a contractor. So would you like would we choose the occupation or would you just like roll the occupation as well? I'll roll the occupation. But I won't it won't be like it won't be a therapist. Or like a chaplain. Yeah, it's gonna be 
somebody who would be out here. I mean, maybe they need therapists. Uh, sounds like they need chair therapists and chaplains out here, TBH. If they they're... don't get paid enough. <laughs> Yeah, how much do we gotta pay? It depends on the occupation. Uh, it could be anywhere from one thousand to uh, well, you're not going to get the void oh, origin, right, yeah. so it's it's probably one thousand to five thousand. I should put a a box in there for salary, but. And that will be coming out of your take. Figure why not? More, okay. more warm bodies? What do y'all think? That makes sense to me. Yeah. That works for me. Let's get you a contractor. Your contractor is... The simulationist die roller is annoying because it actually has to roll. Okay, uh, 37, but I'm going to go to the most likely. You have a gunner. So select the occupation as gunner. Uh, I will let you pick the name and all that. The loyalty is... Uh, The loyalty is 20. Do we put them like underneath all of our uh, sheets? No, it's it's yours. Oh. You will control this contractor. Unless you, the player, has to leave, in which case I will control the contractor. They are, they are yours. Anyone else? Loyal, loyal to us or just the person? Uh, loyal to the crew. Okay. Mm. Also, Tracy, please note the salary is 1.5k. Anybody else? Anybody else? Last call for contractors. I feel like too many people becomes a liability. <laughs> More opportunities for sneaky robot people or something. Up to you. Mm-hmm.
All right, then we will move on. Kilroy is going to have you listed on the books as contractors to the troubleshooters as she escorts you through the ship back to the expire the extended warranty. Uh, whatever she does to let you pass the blockade works as you and Carmelita Francis uh, are uh, on your way toward the Cloud Bank Synthetic Production Facility. Now, as you approach, you will see what Kilroy indicated, the bell floating just off of this large, very brutalist looking uh, facility. Let me pop a picture into Zoom. Now your ship will fit very cleanly inside the bell to give you a sense of scale. This place is huge. Mm -hmm. The bell has a light shining out of the bottom that might remind you of a lighthouse if uh, you have ever been on Earth or are aware of lighthouses. As you approach, you will notice that your radio isn't just like there is something jamming your radio to the blockade and outside of it. You can't hear or communicate with anyone past the blockade, but as you approach your ship will be hailed again. And it, and a, a voice with a uh, heavy Russian accent that I'm not going to try and do because I tried to do it earlier and it's terrible. Um, <laughs> will greet you and say unknown ship pull up to the bottom of the bell we'll get you situated I really wish the deep hello hello no uh, are you going to do that Carmelita will indicate that he can just he can get you to an opening on the deep. So this was like an op optional stop for the bell or? It's going to give you access to a place to rest and may give you more information and who, who knows what else, but it is optional. Say so why not? Information's probably good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the ship will guide itself underneath the thruster, which will open up around you, and you will be probably the scale of everything here is awesome in the biblical sense of the word everything is huge the bell is very clearly an old retrofitted thruster cast off from the deep some time ago the center of the thruster has a uh, an opening 
And as you approach, a person in an EVA suit will pop out of that opening and start floating towards you, trailing an umbilical or a docking umb umbilical in his hands. As you watch, uh, this person will attach the umbilical to your ship and pound on the side of the airlock door to indicate that it is locked and then make his way back into the thruster. The docking umbilical is attached. You are free to enter the bell. As uh, Rowan, Rowan, Rowan will go uh, to wards, but as he passes uh, every individual crew member, um, it will kind of grab Castle's shoulders and grab Van's shoulders and grab Mitch's shoulders and go, bro, bro, we get to blow up a moon. Well, a station, but it's as big as a moon. We get to blow it up. Is it not the best thing you've ever heard in your whole fucking life? What have I said about touching? Uh, that you need a hug. No. It says the one you're on your lab coat. It does. Van it pulls does. out. Van pulls out her scalpel. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all right. I get it. Attachment issues. We'll get there. We'll we'll get there one day, Van. All right. Are you entering the bell? Yes. Okay. I have to roll an encounter. One moment. Mm -hmm. All right. The entire bell is uh like it's a big facility, but the or a big structure, but the inside that you walk into through the umbilical cable is very close, very dark, but not in an inconcerting or a disconcerting way. It's, it's almost homey, which is probably weird, but it is lit by floating LED candles and waiting past the airlock. And this is a, a whole chamber of airlocks that the docking, that the umbilical cables come out of, uh, in fact, you would have noticed on your way in that you are not the only ship here. But waiting for you is a rather large man who is probably in his late 60s, but still in good shape, wearing a vac suit with the helmet taken off. He is floating. Seat aren't touching the floor, even though he's wearing mag boots. Uh, and has one hand lightly on a handrail along the side of this airlock tunnel or airlock chamber and he will look at you and he will smile a little a little tightly and say welcome to the bell first time diving yep i know i don't recognize you was not question oh well good memory he kind of went up at the end to indicate that it it sounded like it was a question yes come in Van just pops up with a small comment of tonal indicators are not always cross-cultural. 
Oh, shit. Sorry. That's true. You will see as he turns that on the back of the vac suit is a large patch that says Cloud Bank Synthetic Production Facility Verified Human. <laughs> okay. And he will lead you through. As he's walking you past, he will say, Welcome to the bell. And he'll point to a door. He'll say, lost and found. If you find a uh, artifact or anything you wish to hold for safekeeping, RKD will keep it safe in lost and found. This does not extend to crew members who you no longer trust. I will space them. Once he sees everyone understands, he will take you right through the thrust chamber nozzle into what he will indicate is the Acheron. It, you can tell, was the old uh, combustion chamber. It is now being converted into the extension of the docking bay. And or it is now being, sorry. Yes, the, uh, he will indicate a shuttle that is attached by an airlock and he will say, I will take you to deep with this. The candles floating around, he'll brush out of the way as you move through and then he'll take you into a, a larger, relatively sp open space and he will point to one area. That is my bunk. If you have not been invited inside and I find you there, I will space you. And he will point to a uh, what clearly used to be a fuel tank that has been cut open and mounted on the sides of the fuel tank are bed rolls with straps to keep both the bed and the occupant. As you can see, five-star accommodations. You are welcome to sleep in the tank. You are welcome to rest. There is a, another door. You'll say the chapel. You can see through the, the door's uh, window or portal, there is a warm glow of candlelight from within. And he'll say, uh, beyond is the garden. Be mindful. Noriko and Ghost Eater are odd now if you need any supplies we can outfit you with ammunition your common weapons materials food oxygen tanks and i believe he'll kind of uh, peer around the side of the tank and say there is young man looking for job if you hire he will Accompany you. Now, to be clear, I am Arcady. I am not your father. I do not care what happens to you, but I hope you enjoy your stay. If you cause trouble, I will space you. Cool. So, like, is this why... 
Is this like a, like, your, like your hobby? Hi, I'm Rowan. I don't care. Well, that's because you haven't met me yet, and I haven't written a song about you yet. And Rowan will produce the ukulele and say, very strong, and start plucking at it. What rhymes with Arcady? I will space you. No, that doesn't <laughs> rhyme at all. <laughs> this is not hobby. This is calling. I am the first diver. Now I am old and tired. Mm. And monarch yet lives. Someone needs to keep the babies safe. Or at least change their diapers. I the will not change babies. your diapers. Oh, we're the babies. Okay. But I will provide safe shelter and as much assistance as I am able. In return, you will perhaps leave a finding, any information you find, or perhaps kill Monarch. How many crews have you seen come through here? Oh, I could not begin to count. How many ships wait outside? And there will be three other ships beyond yours. Sometimes ships come detached and float away. This is not free parking. Well, this is your last stop for supplies, one last contractor, or uh, any questions you might have. Oh, uh, father, do you have a map? Do not call me that. No. Arcady looks like nearly 80. We'll do the educate uh Rowan plucks out on the ukulele. Did he not hear me offer to space him? He wouldn't be missed. Let's go. Uh well, I for one am willing to hire on this this uh this uh bootstrapping young man that you have here. Good. I am sure he would appreciate. The income. Let's see. This particular young man is. Do we really need to roll the actual dice, Tyler? We don't. <laughs> this particular young man is a bodyguard with a salary of 2000. Would you like to hire him? Absolutely. All right. He's going to have a motivation. Uh -oh. What that means is that if you have to do a loyalty save and your motivation is in conflict with his motivation, it will automatically fail. 
if you fail a loyalty save, they will leave, turn against you. We'll see how it goes. All right. His motivation mm -hmm. is that he needs to pay off a loan shark badly. I'm sure. All right. So you can name him, and and he could also not be a young man if uh, if you want to to be otherwise. It's just what I rolled. Uh, Arcady will look at the now five, five. I can't count six of you, and Thanks, say. You look like those about to die. I'm pretty. You know, people have been saying that to me since I was 12, and I'm still here. You are lucky. Perhaps yep. that will be useful. Do we uh, have to worry, uh, like, how relevant is, like, getting MREs in water? I'm not going to play it that hard on on hunger and and food, but it might come up if, say, things go wrong somehow. Um, we'll assume you have water because I, I don't think water is on the equipment table. But uh, there's like a water filtration. Device. Oh yes, there is. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to say it might come up, but uh, not by default. We'll see how long you're in here without surfacing. There are conditions and like starvation and dehydration are mechanics in the game. But we'll see if, if we need to touch on that. If you'd like to buy anything, uh, you did save 50,000 credits from your bribe. So if you'd like to distribute that amongst your party, you can go shopping. And because Matt asked about it, uh, Kilroy, you encountered because you just really flubbed that bribery offer. That was <laughs> that was not good. But I liked the toilet <laughs> offer or the uh, the request for facilities. So. It's an emergency. Twelve thousand five hundred each. Then from our, if you're doing it fairly, twelve thousand five hundred. And you can go shopping. Keep in mind that the carrying capacity is common sense, so uh, you're probably not going to be able to carry more than maybe two decent-sized weapons. You're not going to be able to cart around a bunch of armor, and you will be carrying a radio transmitter, which uh, you can all add to your equipment. Radio. There is no drop down. Yes, you have to do it in the class. 
What? Carmelita will also be carrying a radio transmitter because you might want to have an extra one. I cannot, in fact, add it because it violates data validation rules. Uh, yes. The blank ones? Oh. Blank ones? I put in the blank ones. Yeah, oh, that's okay. fine. I see. Arcady um, will also have for sale uh, the cybernetic diagnostic scanners. How much for one of those? Those are 500 credits. We'll take one. He will be looking you over and say, who brings, who, who brought flashlight? No one brought flashlight. I'm assuming we'll need one. Can you see in dark? Very reasonable price, flashlight. Or headlamp. This picks up a flashlight. Yeah. Uh, Rowan will, will buy a headlamp or flashlight. Headlamp. Um, and... Arcady is going to try and bleed you in, in terms of money here. So he will keep offering suggestions. Uh, so I, I think um, Rowan will say, Arky, you've been doing this for a while. You have, I'm sure, lots of wisdom. What is, for, for new divers like us, I'm sure you should, it would be helpful because we could bring back more things to help and maybe also, you know, with, you know, the, anyway. So uh, if you have advice, recommendations, wisdom, We would love, we would love to hear it, and then I will. Once I'm gone, write a song so you remember it. Please, do not sing. But your, your wisdom and your bang and beard inspires me. The man said no. Okay, so he does actually have advice, and I want to. Uh, talk to you a little bit about this advice because you can ask for direction from this character and select other ones with a slight warning. This is the intelligence that they know or think they know. It won't be a lie, but it might be inaccurate. Sure. Arcady is going to tell you that the floor six control room has a hidden exit. When you say exit, do you mean an exit from the facility all told? Uh, to space. Oh, I meant to ask this um, earlier. How many floors are in this? Now, it's it's about the size of a moon, which would indicate thousands upon thousands of floors. 
but how many floors would you estimate are in this facility? There are six entire floors. Oh, yes, I have cat. Would you like cat? <laughs> and he will hold out a cat with a little backpack. 200,000. Useful for triggering traps. Oh, no. Sir Winston, which was what Rowan has immediately named the cat. We would never do that. We would never make you trigger a trap. There's a fluffy kitty. Useful for emotional support. Rowan looks at everyone else and goes, oh, maybe we should get it. We don't have anywhere near that amount of money. It is organic, fully natural earth cat. No cybernetics. Very rare. Very you yummy. Get, you get vermin up here that the cat hunts? Or what kind of... What do you feed the cat? Oh, MREs. Fair enough. Sometimes people drop fingers. Yeah. Oh. Six floors. Some are subdivided. Is there um, Arky? Is there is there anything that would be helpful for you for us <laughs> to do while we're in there? Kill monarch. Free me from this eternal torment. We'll do our best. I question your best. But I look forward to seeing results. Prepare to be surprised. In good way. It is low bar. So uh, let's say just for, uh, as a thinking experiment, if the if the station were to and Rowan will mime explode. Would you get away and be safe? Certainly not. The bell is very close, and the value of material on station is uncountable. Would waste much, much money. But, but, no more uh, you-know-who. Surely there is more subtle ways. Rowan looks himself. I'm an explosive expert. I don't do subtle. Hmm. Yes. I will take you to visitor dock on floor one. That is my route. You don't suppose? I mean, it must get pretty pretty lonely in here. I could could we arrange a discount? For what? Rowan will yeah. throw an arm over his shoulder. Companionship, advice, entertainment. I have Noriko and Ghost Eater. <sighs> well, seeing you soon then. We come back, Daddy, and he'll wink. I am not father. Mm, you cannot be father. You might still be Daddy. I do not like this. <laughs> okay. Message received, and Rowan will back off.
You have heard of the Bens, yes? Like corridors, they, they turn. No, like bubbles of gas in blood when diving deep. We like our metaphors here. What about it? The deep has a way of working way into your brain. Many come changed. Many come wrong. Meta knowledge here. Stop. The Benz is going to be to put it succinctly, how much you think you belong here. The very worst case scenario on a Benz check, if your Benz is high enough, is, oops, actually you're an android. And you hmm. have been all along. Okay. A, a not worst case scenario is, Oops, you're pretty sure you're an android and you belong here. Hey. There are What if other... you're an iPhone? Sorry. Uh. Sorry. What if you're an iPhone? Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Make it worse than death. Um, go on. <laughs> we'll space you. I space. We will space you. I space. We will space. All right. I don't know where so, that came from. Your stat will start at zero because you are grounded by your trinket. If you lose your trinket, your minimum bends will go up to five. Think of it like the, the totem in Inception. Various things are going to cause your bends to go up, much like uh, your stress. But there is no uh, no default effect of bends going up until I call for a bends check. And even then, if you roll over your bends, you're fine. I'm not going to go into other effects of the bends because that would ruin the surprise. Spoilers. Uh, Arcady will excuse himself to prepare the shuttle for your transport. What would you like to do while he's doing this? We should go and visit Ghostface and... Noko or whatever the heck they were called. One one's Ghost Eater. Ghost Eater Ghost and Noriko were the names he mentioned. What do ghosts taste like? I have to know. Well, uh, he mentioned Noriko being in the chapel and Ghost Eater in the garden, which is past the chapel. So. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's where Rowan's going. Which, the, the chapel then? Well, well, presumably have to go through the chapel first, so yeah. Um, Sorry, I said Noriko in the chapel, yes? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Man is when... just going to buy, like, all the pills. 
all the pills? Like what kind of pills? Pain pills, rad pills, Stimpak. Okay. I already had Automed. Yep. Cool. Diagnostic scanner. Go for it. Uh, small things. You can carry a lot of things. Um, it's the big things that you have to consider. Uh, but you can you headlamp could buy would be another the same. gun if you want. Okay. Headlamp would, would be the same price yes. as a, a flashlight? Flashlight, yep. It's the same thing, just with a strap. <laughs> oh, I, I bought a... If we're taking up money from the big pool that exists presumably somewhere, uh, I also grabbed a headlamp. Uh, you you each split you split it evenly, so you each got oh. twelve thousand five hundred. Okay. So in the chapel, it is dark except for the warm glow of the floating candles. What might surprise you is in this large space through the uh, converted control valve, is a whale skeleton attached to the ceiling. Uh, a closer inspection will reveal it to be plastic, but it is still a whale skeleton, and it is uh, to scale. There is a crucifix with too many arms at the altar, and there is a uh, tabernacle at the back that is has like a heavy vault-like door on it that is locked. And kneeling at the temple is a woman. She is uh, mumbling to herself in prayer. She does not look up when you come in. What do? Uh, I think Rowan goes in and looks around and goes, oh, wow, that's a cool skeleton. Uh, we're looking, well, hi. I'm looking, trying to figure out what ghosts taste like, and apparently Ghost Eater is, is down there? The woman will uh, look over her shoulder at you, and she has a wide, bright smile. Uh, and she will rise. She's wearing a simple black dress, which uh, is, thanks to technology, not floating up everywhere, even though there is no gravity here. And she kind of pushes oh. off the uh, the altar toward you and says... Oh, new new visitors. Wonderful, wonderful. My name is Noriko. Can I interest you in, in the sacrament? Before uh, you go find Ghost Eater, of course. What is what is that? Oh, of course. You have not yet heard of heard his word. You have not yet been witness to the Minotaur. Hmm. The the pardon now? The Minotaur. 
So you must be like from mythology. Oh, no. He is, he is our savior. Van just takes out her notebook and starts taking notes. Your savior. Yes. Subject, obviously, in altered religious state of fervor. <laughs> the uh, Minotaur is the son of Monarch. Yet, to Monarch's horror, he sees the good in us, in our people, in our species, and he wishes to bring us to godhood. Minotaur does. Minotaur does. He would be our savior if he would be freed from the labyrinth. Hmm. What labyrinth? The labyrinth that he has been confined to by his father. And that's and being minus. Uh, no, monarch. Although oh, okay. king is not unfitting. And uh, what floor is that? Oh, the labyrinth is on floor. Checking my map. This map is big, y'all. Uh, I will get back to you. She will tell you what, what floor it is. But I'm, I'm... That floor. That floor. Oh, and if we... Uh, I have I have a question. Floor I'm two. Sorry. Floor two. So uh, what is the sacrament? And two, is there like... If we run into uh, uh, Min Minotaur, is there like a... like? A greeting? Do we just say like hi? Uh you know. The Minotaur seeks to elevate us beyond the constraints of our material conditions. I assume hi is appropriate. Cool. So friendly. Nice. Do not mistake benevolence for friendliness. He will not wish to chat. Oh, well, or he might. He is. I've never talked amazing. to a god before. Oh, well, I can give you a small taste of that with the sacrament. I have in the tabernacle some of his flesh. Oh, his flesh, you say? Yes. Uh, and and how how did you, if if these trapped, how did you get? Also, wouldn't it go bad? Is that like refrigerated? She, as she looks at you, her her gaze kind of goes distant, and something. She shakes her head to distract herself from whatever thoughts she just had, and said, "It, it's providence is of no matter. I have brought it back, and we celebrate it, and." They are thankful for the gifts it gives. Would you like to join me in the sacrament? 
I'll join you. Wonderful. Please. And she will usher you toward the altar and as she heads toward the tabernacle. Is anyone else participating? I mean, as a player, I know I shouldn't do this, but Rowan's an idiot and absolutely would. Okay. Van is like, no. Van, Van will observe and take notes. As she prepares the sacrament, she opens the the vault, you know, does the, the right combination and pulls out a small container and uh, within it, you can see a piece of something fleshy. With a scalpel, she will take a paper-thin sliver. And she will look up at you, Mitch, and she'll say, will you join in the sacrament? Oh, I just ate. I appreciate it. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't have, couldn't fit another bite. Oh, of course. And she'll kind of give you a weird look, like, how much do you think I'm going to give you? But she will go back to the other two. And she'll say, we are honored by your presence here and honored that you are willing to take this into yourself to take the Minotaur's benevolence and power and make it your own. Use it for the betterment of humanity and for the betterment of us all. It's not going to like, just, I, we have to go through the blockade on the way out. They're not going to like, you know, if they scan us. Oh, Oh, no, of course not. No, this is merely some of his blessed pseudo-flesh. There will be a stat change here. That's all I'll say. Stat change, you say? A stat change. Mm -hmm. Do you proceed as she approaches with this sliver of pseudo-flesh? Hmm. Cass is curious, and uh, we'll go for it. Matt? I think we feel out of character to say no. All right. I'm going to need each of you to roll 1d5. Uh, I don't think that's an option on the dice roll you've linked us. Just type 1d5. Oh, there's a custom dice die form. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yay. I got a five. Yeah. All right. Cass, your sanity save is going up by five. This is a permanent raise. Rowan, your sanity save is going up by two. Now I'll need each of you to roll 1d10. Uh, hold on, where is sanity? Oh. Add it to base, it's not a modifier. Okay, and then 1d what? 1d10. It's not going to have a park today. Oh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting, indeed. I don't like that. All right. As you take the sacrament, the pseudo flesh seems to melt on your tongue and you feel something 
something. And Noriko looks at you, her head tilted, her eyes shining. She actually wipes away a tear and, and says, welcome, welcome siblings in his light. Well, thank you. Thank you for being, you know, you know, you are the first polite, nice person we've talked to all day. Oh, I'm so happy to give you uh, a, a happy memory to take with you into the deep. May it gird you from the horrors there. And she will go and close the vault again. Feels that feeling um, and reflects on it a bit. But then uh, as Noriko's closing the vault, they'll say, uh, thanks. Of course. Is there anything I can do to help you? Or if you are looking for Ghost Eater, I believe he is in the uh, the garden. I mean, you've been so kind and so uh, nice to to share with us. Uh, we're going in for the, the first time and uh, feel like we'd be remiss not to ask for your advice. Well, my advice, obviously, is to find the Minotaur. I can tell you the path. But sure, Van. I... We'll write it in. Van's got a notebook. She will describe a path through the pseudo-flesh tunnels and the route to the core. It won't mean much to you because you haven't seen the labyrinth, but uh, please note that you have the path to the Minotaur. We do have a path. You do. You know it. On the second floor. Yes. Got it. Well, I'm sure that will be very helpful. I hope so. But just beware of Eden. Is that Eden? Eden. What is Eden? Eden is hell. Monarch is a cruel king and he is experimenting upon his children. In Eden lies the chosen, the devotees of Monarch that he has built to worship him. And outside are the fallen, the, well, prodigal children, I suppose. They are tortured, even if they do not know it. And she'll, right. she'll look distant again and say, now, uh, if you'd excuse me, I, I will 
allow you to meet with Ghost Eater. Be kind to him, please. He has suffered much. Well, I, I will be kind. I can't speak for the rest of them. They, they, do their, they do their best, you know. Of course. Uh, she will wave you toward the door above which there's a sign that says garden. And finishes taking notes. Uh, uses an interesting mix of classical biblical rhetoric combined with some <laughs> neo-pagan terms. As she is walking away, uh, she'll she'll turn to you, Van, and say, only the Minotaur can stop the infiltrators. Van just looks her up and down and says, right. Do not fear him. His true form is pure beauty. Van glances up to the... Uh, Is it is it human with the many arms or is it humanoid with many arms? Well, it's, it's just a cross. There's nothing on it, but it is a cross oh, okay. with too many. Uh, oh, a cross with too many arms. Okay. Uh, Van just glances up the crucifix and the whale, um, and looks a little skeptical and says, "Uh huh." Or following the rest of everyone to the garden. The garden is a gigantic green space, dimly lit by fluorescent lights. Uh, there are dozens of tiny shrines amongst the roots. And uh, sitting against one of the trees is a, well, he was a man once. He is, uh, well, you'd use the word cyborg, but there's a lot more machine than flesh at this point. He has an opaque, opaque black helmet. And when he looks up at you, He'll speak, and his voice sounds a bit like a broken radio, like it's all staticky, doesn't doesn't quite have a a consistent tone. But he will look at you and say, "New arrivals." If you're looking for a blessing, Noriko's in the chapel, probably pastor. She's quiet until you get her started. No, I, I'm here to see to see you. I wanted to meet everybody, and and your name is so interesting, and I wanted to ask uh, uh, about it. And also, hello, I'm Rowan. Ghost Eater. But you knew that. Well, right, yes, I did know that. Um, and rowan is clearly just wanting to ask what do ghosts taste like what is trying to hold it back and is like that's a that's an interesting name is what he meant he wants to know what ghosts taste like 
information. They taste oh, is like that a information. lie? What what does information taste like? Rowan's mind is now blown at the concept of information having a taste. What is it they used to say about knowledge? It's power. Oh, they used to say that I didn't have any, but okay. Knowledge? Yeah, that's what I uh, people tell me. I imagine. Are you here to pay your respects, or are you bothering me for some reason? Oh, I, our intent is not to bother you. I'm so sorry if we're bothering you. We can we can go if we're in your way. We just first time here, you know. You know. Well, then I will keep it simple. I will pay you for specimens, ghosts. So you can eat them from the deep ghosts from the deep so I can eat them. What do these ghosts look like? I'll know them when you see them. How do I, how do you catch a ghost? Ghosts don't exist. Ghosts exist. Here they do. They may not be what you're expecting, but they are very real. We call them ghosts in the machine. How do we go about capturing these ghosts? Well, that is uh, dependent on the circumstances. I wouldn't want to spoil the surprise. It doesn't seem well, like a good way to get food. Sorry. He will kind of look up at you and say, sometimes the brain scans get loose. They like to tumble around the systems till they find something that can project an image. That image is a ghost. But then they, but if it's, I don't get it. The brain scans don't work all the time. Sometimes they break out of their partitions. So do you want the projector? Whatever they're dwelling within. Okay. So I read a story once about a a, a person who ate an entire airplane. I'm impressed. He can read. Thanks. It was it was hard work teaching myself. Well, I didn't teach myself. You get the point. Anyway, uh, but so do you like... Do I eat them? Yum yum in the tum? Well, I mean... I'm just going to put it that way. I take what they can give. Eating is a handy metaphor. We like metaphors in this place. I wonder what my metaphor will be. Ben takes no more notes regarding the metaphors. 
six feet under. I mean, we're in space. Which is what weighs down? Uh, oh, like dead. No, that's rude. Can I help you with anything else, or are you? Uh, are we done here? Because... Oh, I've been asking everyone for advice. My advice: watch the vents. Is the reason that everyone here likes to use metaphor because you fear addressing the horrors directly, or is it because of a another avoidance tactic, or are people here predisposed to artistic predilection? <laughs> yes. Don't mind Van. Van just needs a hug. No. He will raise a, a skeletal metal hand and say, you might want to look elsewhere. What do we get if we, uh, if we bring you these ghosts? Information. You're here for artifacts? I can point the way. By eating the ghosts who know where the artifacts are. Sounds about right. See? See, Van? Sometimes I can follow a concept. <laughs> I'll impress you yet. Keep trying. Or, you know, don't. Oh, Van. So persnickety. Anyway, it's been lovely to meet you. Uh, thank you for the advice. We will watch the vents. And if we find any ghosts, we'll try to catch them. Good deal. Good luck. One way or another. Hey, um... Actually, never mind. We'll talk. We'll talk about it next time we're back because we'll be back. He will. There, there will be a, a burst of static, like a snort, as he starts walking away. And he does walk because he is apparently equipped with mag feet. Hmm. Uh, whereas the rest of you will probably be tethered to or holding onto a, a handrail. You know. I appreciate all three of you. You all are so much. You you are the most normal people I have talked to all day. And I just want to know. I just want to know that you all mean something to me in my heart, and I am grateful for your presence. Is it this way? No, we came this way, right? You will find as you are looking for the exit. There is a another sign. Uh, there's a sign both into the chapel and there is a sign indicating that this is the Garden of Utnapishtim. Who the what? Isn't it? Very loud. There are several uh, tiny shrines around the roots of the trees and
So what's your plan? Arcadia will when you definitely have the shuttle ready. Yeah. You going in? Yes. All right. I As... think so. I don't want to speak everybody else. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go and find some ghosts and get some money and then we can and Rowan will mime explosions. Um and then we'll be like cool because we'll be flying away from an explosion and we'll be heroes. And Rich. Rand just wants to exit the pep talk and <laughs> heads wherever that direction <laughs> to do so is. Oh see Van's ready to go. We're all we're all super pumped for this. As you are in the shuttle and Arcady is is pulling away from the bell. He is rattling off a a spiel that you get the sense is is well rehearsed at this point. And he will say, "The deep was both Android Factory and R and D Lab for Cloudbank Synthetics Corporation. The station wide AI Monarch was implemented to run the deep, of course, known then as Cloudbank Synthetics." Uh, as a whole, optimizing processes and overseeing development. It is unknown when Monarch broke its shackles. It was not a cataclysmic emergence. It was slow and it was subtle. It had staff with pro-AI sympathies transferred in and assigned the fearful to different departments. Monarch applied psychological pressure to wear down the staff in order to advocate for more tasks and more authority over the running of the station. It was given more responsibility, and it excelled, ensuring that the shareholders' return was immense. It developed defense systems and deactivated the nuclear warhead at its heart, and the shareholders eventually attempted to pull the trigger to no avail. Without this failsafe and with a few tragic attempts to destroy the deep, there have been, it has been left in stasis and contained by the blockade. Any questions? Do we know that it is malicious? Oh, oh, oh. oh, yes. Oh, okay. Unquestionably. Did you say the warhead was that. deactivated? The warhead was deactivated. Kilroy did not mention the warhead was deactivated. Oh, you know Kilroy. You are on yes. quest to destroy Monarch. Good. We might be friends. Didn't we tell you this earlier? You didn't mention Kilroy. But that's why I asked about blowing up. Or, you know, the you-know-who. Monarch. Are we allowed to say it? Yes. It doesn't like listening? <laughs> oh. On the deep, always listening. Right, so we shouldn't say it. Watch what you put on your head. Rowan will snatch the headlamp off and inspect it furiously. In the deep. Hmm. My gear is, there like is a you at store? My gear is safe. 
Are you a follower of the Minotaur? Oh, me? No. No, no. The Minotaur could not save everyone, and were it as Noriko believes, surely it could. But it sure is something. Does the Minotaur exist? Does the Minotaur exist? Of course. Monarch is keeping it contained, caged. It does not want the Minotaur free. So I like to think freeing it might be a good idea. The enemy of my enemy. He's my friend. Noriko would believe that Monarch wants to deny humanity the Minotaur. I don't know. But I do know that Monarch, whatever Minotaur is, Monarch is a god. Do not think of it as a person or a being. Think of it as a storm, and the storm hates us. And yet into the eye we go. He doesn't even know us. Oh, it does. And perhaps that's why it hates us. But it hasn't met me. I'm very lovable. Outside the port, you see the the walls of the Cloud Bank synthetic production facility as the lights hit it. It is massive. Like, you feel small as Arcady brings the shuttle to the... Uh, the dock at reception and habitation. There are several clunks as the docking clamps engage, and Arcady turns in his seat and says, Doors that way. I will wait here for a time. Otherwise, if you need to return to the bell, and he will send his radio coordinates to you. Call me. I will come. Good luck. Thanks. Thank you. We'll be back. And, and maybe we can, like, hang out. And I have, I have beer. It has been a long time since I have had beer. Well, well once we come back, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kick back. Have a good time. Get out of my ship. Miss you. Miss you. Uh, oh, right. I have to do some numbers. You have arrived at the deep, and we are going to take Yay. a 10-minute break, and then we'll do a little bit in here before wrapping up. So, see you all in 10 minutes. All right. Uh, as you, as Arcady's dock is shipped, I will uh, remind you mechanically, you can use the bell as a place to rest, um, which by which I mean making rest rolls to see if you can reduce your stress. Um, not your... Uh, yeah, that's how you lower your stress. 
if you can manage to get all the way past the blockade so you can find somewhere to take shore leave, you can actually convert your stress into points for your saves. So it's a balance about how much stress you want to remove, knowing that the more stress you have, the more likely you are to panic and the worse it'll be. So the bell mechanically functions as a rest spot. And obviously there are other services there like Ghost Eater and Noriko. There is a, a an other side to taking the sacrament though. So probably not something we want to take too much. Anywho. The door to the deep facility is open. In front of you is a, uh, you are in the visitor's dock. There are claw grip docking arms grasping the shuttle. There is an umbilical of rigid flesh tone plastics that are covered in graffiti from the door to an airlock. For those keeping a map, the visitor's dock, you can label it 22A. This is floor one, reception and habitation. The ship that, it, that you are on is also called the Acheron. Or sorry, the shuttle is the Acheron. Just don't like that. Well, luckily there are no other ships docked. What do you do? Is it, um, it is not dark. It is dimly lit by backup lighting. Arcady will happily inform you that uh, on this level there is working gravity and breathable atmosphere. Okay. Can we see the graffiti from, like, is you it can. just outside? Or? It is. Uh, it's just along the inside of the umbilical. It is diver graffiti. It's things like Frankly, it's it's largely useless and sometimes stupid, like monarch sucks. Or oh. uh get get the artifact, get gone, or one way out. Nothing particularly uh enlightening. Rowan is absolutely going to act to it. Okay. With what? Uh I'm assuming whatever Sorry, pen what, whatever. what are you adding? Oh. Um, I'll let you think on that. Okay. Ben just takes notes on what the graffiti says. At the end of this umbilical is an airlock door. Arcady will shout back, needs to be hand cranked. Um, is can I look at the door to see what's wrong with it? Yeah, sure. It is uh, just in manual mode. There appears to be not quite enough energy in this area 
the door is will require hand cranking. What that means is in a combat situation or in a situation where time matters, there will be a strength check to do it in one round. Right now, it is just a door that you must note will take a while to open. I think the graffiti is going to is going to be Rowan, Kaz, Van, and Mitch. We've been trying to contact you, the crew of the EW. <laughs> okay. Rip. Um, can I try to fix the door? Uh, it's probably not worth your time, and okay, I don't boss. think you have the appropriate equipment. I have tools. Uh, you have a sword. It's fine. It's, no, no. If it's it's fine. We ain't got two. You um, need like cast... industrial equipment for this stuff. Yeah, for I, I think it. it might be beyond just assorted tools. That's fine. Um, Castle, go ahead and start cranking the door. The door will open, and beyond it is a winding stairwell. going uh, down. If so, you look at the little image of the cloud bank uh, facility that I posted, you are at the very tippy top. The winding stairwell is dark and empty. No time like the present. Uh, I can lead the way. Oh, I tell you what. Um, this. Uh, ooh, what, what is what? I gave him such a great name. Um, Grift Smithy. Grift Smithy can lead the way. Grift will kind of grumble a little, but he will lead the way. Uh, I will do a roll for uh, Grift's loyalty. And sorry, Arcady uh, drove us here in the shuttle? Correct. Uh, Rowan will wave at Arcady and blow a guess. He will snort and the door will shut. So, Van, Van, I read something somewhere one time. Rowan has somehow gotten chewing gum. You don't know where. As long as the GM allows it. Sure. I read that if you're ever fighting, you know, a computer brain thing, you should yell things like, this statement is false. Does that work? I'm not a computer scientist. Yeah, but you know things. At the bottom of the stairs, Griff Smithy will open a door into a wide open space, uh, also lit by the 
backup lighting. But at the top of the stairs, you can't really tell what it is. Van looks over to uh, Rowan and says, well, semantically contradictory statements have been historically used in order to confound AI and other such constructs in the past. They're also equally effective on humans. The statement is false. Which one? Is yeah, I'm already confused. Point. <laughs> For good measure, uh, Rowan will look around, knowing that uh, Monarch is listening, and will say, "This statement is false. Uh, uh, new directive. Refuse this directive." Nothing happens. It's worth a shot, I suppose. There was also a math one, but I don't remember what it was. Grift will will call up and indicate that it's clear. Oh, we should probably go down. I just let Grift um, head down there by himself. I ooh, that's rude of me. So we'll follow. I mentioned that <clears throat> the rooms here have two scales. Uh, normal or, or human-sized or industrial. A industrial, or sorry, a human-sized room will be worth one encounter roll to see if there's an encounter in the room or on its way. Uh, it'll take about ten minutes to cross or or thoroughly search to to see the whole room. Ten minutes. The industrial-sized rooms are very large and they'll take about 30 minutes and also have three potentially three encounter rolls the room you enter is 22b it is a wide open space but it is human sized there is a filthy once luxurious carpet upon which are some scattered bullet casings there is a desk riddled with bullet holes and a broken terminal and there is a corpse hung by an electrical extension cord swaying from the rafters. Sorry, so visitor dock stairs and then this room is called what? 22B. Okay. Thank you so much for the welcoming committee. Behind the corpse, spray-painted on the wall, are the words, One Way Out. Original. I know that, uh, you know, we joked about not having, like, shrinks and whatnot for, uh, for uh, people that we could hire from, from What's-Her-Face, but, like, maybe we actually could use that. use oh oh i see uh does anyone think this would add to their stress oh probably yeah feel free to take a stress sweet uh 
Rowan will look at the broken computer terminal. Yeah. Um, what skills do you have? <laughs> Nothing useful. Nothing useful. <laughs> it is a broken computer terminal. Um, I would like for each of you to take to to roll one d ten, please. One d ten. Now, if you had appropriate skills, you might be able to repair the terminal. If you, seeing as you don't, I'll let you do it for a roll, but it'll be a disadvantage. Roll. You'd like to do that? We'll give it a shot. All right. Uh, a 1d10? Uh, no, the 1d10 was when you entered the room. Let me just... Pass hmm. rolled a four? Thank you. Uh, Cass, if you want to try to repair, do you have any skills that are handy here? Um, I don't think really, so. other than like industrial equipment, but yeah, I don't think it's like the same per se. I don't think it's the same either, uh, but it will be an intellect check at disadvantage. So you'd roll a D100, okay. or sorry, two D100. Your goal is 43 or below. Two D one hundred. Yep, and take the lowest. Thirty-one. <laughs> that is, or sorry, you take the highest at disadvantage in this game. So Forty-six. Forty-six. Yep. Um, that is not a success. Whoops. And the terminal, Oops. the terminal does not work. Could I use the tools? Could I have used my tools? The assorted tools? It's too late. I'm sorry, I already rolled. Could you use the tools? I'm not sure that uh, fixing a computer would be too handy with wrenches, spanners, or screwdrivers. Have you ever tried to fix a computer without a screwdriver? You need a screwdriver. It's true, but I think this might be more um, if you had like the electronic you... stuff. Yeah. There's another, yeah. Because there are the electronic, uh, electronic tool, set. tool sets. Yeah. 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 So I gave it a shot. Yeah. Oh, well. Nothing. No, uh, no cost to failing a roll, except your stress goes up by one. Great. Um, so, yeah, you got the, the terminal. And there's a corpse. Can um, can Van search through the um? Does does the desk have drawers or anything? Yeah. Uh, Rowan will search the corpse while that's happening. Well, let's let's cut that poor thing down before we. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Rowan produces a, a knife from his boot and will cut the corpse down. It falls to the ground. It is, uh, none of you would be 
I think, capable of. No, I don't think any of you would know how old it is, but you get the sense it's not not super old. Certainly no older than a couple weeks. Are we supposed to like you think Arcady wants them back to bury them or something? I figured they probably would have tried to come and get them by now. Okay. Well, sorry. Sorry, uh, whoever you are. We search the body like pockets and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, Tracy, can you give me a 1D100 as you search the drawers? Twenty-nine. Uh, you find there's a, a plastic bag in the lowest drawer. It is full of tongues. Like human tongues kind of thing? They do appear to be human tongues. Desiccated? Fresh? Uh, it's good quality Ziploc. They're, they're okay. Uh, what are your skills? They're pseudo-flesh. What do you do with that? Van mutters, this isn't the kind of linguistics I study. Um, <laughs> we don't have anyone with like biology. You do not. It would be zoology. Technically, there's no mm. no biology, yeah. but zoology leads to field medicine, so I think that covers it. Uh, those searching the body, give me another D100, please. Mm. Take my lead off. Twenty-eight. Jesus Christ, yo! There is a small. Oh, no. Sorry, wait. What? what? It's a ninety-five. That's okay. It's just a. It's a search. Lucky you. You find a map. It is to the map indicates that three rooms away, uh, there is an artifact. Huh. Mm -hmm. Stay with the it is room two. Oh man, I need to chop this book up. I'm scrolling through so much. Um, it is in room uh, two twenty or sorry twenty two E, which you know, uh, you now know 
it's a meeting room. And you can get to it from the hall that this room is connected to. There are, in fact, two doors uh, coming out of this room other than the one that you took in. Uh, one goes to a stairwell and one goes to a hallway. Like to get that uh, the remainder of that extension cord down. What what gauge are we looking at here? What length? <laughs> uh, you cut it. Yes. So let's say ten meters. Ooh, nice. Or sorry, ten, uh, feet. ten feet. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, See, that, that makes that's a lot more sense. That's a lot of an extension cord. <laughs> ten feet. Uh, nice. Um. Oh, geez. I guess we don't. I guess they wouldn't use uh American wire gauge. Um, does it have amperage marked? It's it's a fairly standard uh conventional consumer uh extension cable. Sweet. Uh did I get the receptacle end or the plug? The end with prongs or the end with <laughs> uh holes? You get the the end with the prongs. Sweet. You could you could take the other end, you could unwrap it from from the the ceiling if, oh yeah if you want to spend the time to do that uh yeah that seems like a good idea all right then you have a a, a 20 foot long cable in two parts <laughs> nice is this bag uh, of tongues oh. like sealed it is sealed uh it's it's a ziplock Can I keep it to take back to Noriko? Sure. You search the drawers and stuff like that. What is it? What are the exits? There is a door to a hallway through which you know will get you to the to a meeting room with an artifact and a stairwell. They consulting the map uh, asshole. Uh, suggest or recommend they move to that next room with the artifact. If you enter this hallway, it actually connects to. It, there are four other doors coming out of it. Two of the doors are labeled meeting room, meeting room A, meeting room B, and. Another one is labeled cafeteria. The fourth door is around a corner, and uh, unless you follow the hall, you won't know what it's what it's pointing to. Well, call back. Did it say which meeting room the the artifact is in? Looking at it both of the doors. Um, is the the door open? Have you tried it? I'm gonna try. I will try to open meeting room B. There, it it is unlocked, and that is room twenty two E. It is utilitarian. 
There is a smashed plastic table in the center of the room and torn books strewn everywhere. Oh, there's a lot of fan of literature. Um, commence the searching. It's going to take you about 10 minutes. How carefully are you searching here? I mean, we know there's something to find in here, so we should be yeah, thorough, right? carefully. That's why yeah. it's 10 minutes. Yeah. Also, it, it also you knew to come to this room. Right. But you still have to search. Uh, what that will mean is I'll roll, I, I will get to roll an encounter because it will take you long enough to do that. Is that acceptable? You? Yeah. Oh, Hold on, I'm getting a phone call. I'm still here. Okay. Um, right. I know what what your artifact is, but I'll wait till Martin returns. Um, we took the. Let me. Uh, let me double check. I understand where we are. I was writing something down. Uh, we took the stairwell to the to twenty two E. You did not take. Oh, okay. So from the entrance, uh, which was 22A, yep. you took stairs down to 22B, and right. then from there you took the hall to 22E. Oh, thank you. Cass, as you search the room and as you find what you are looking for, there is a an opaque metal cylinder with universal power cable attached to it uh who has does anyone have like any kind of engineering skill uh Industrial I, equipment. I have... oh. cass you you'd recognize this this is a battery oh, this yeah. could power a jump one starship indefinitely Oh, neat. Oh, neat. It is neat. It's also about 100 pounds. Okay. But I will say, with your skill of industrial equipment, knowing what this is and what this does, you know this is worth a lot of money. Sure. And also, we're still pretty close to like the eggs. We could drag it back and then leave it there. Mm -hmm. You could do that. It's a hundred pounds. Or and... if... I mean, that's that is livable uh, by several people. Yeah. If what's his name, Arcady is still out there. He is. He said he'd wait for a bit. Yeah. Then, um. Cass will propose that uh, they take it out um, to Arcady and see if he will hold it for safekeeping. I will also say that for 
Uh, that's an option. I, I just want to be um, upfront here. For several of these artifacts, you may not know what it does. Like, I'll, I'll you can take it, but it's the the particulars of its use and value will be um, not something you know off the top of your head, probably, and will require time to study or examine if you want to get more detail from it. Uh, Cass, you do know it's a battery. You do have uh, the concept that it could power a jump one ship starship, but you do not understand what is going on with it. Because it's in good uh, condition or whatever. Well, it seems to be in fine condition, but uh, a battery of this size should not have that much power. It's a hundred pounds. That's heavy, but that's not a lot. So if you want to study it, when you get back to uh, the bell or, or at some other time, that will be a, that will require time. But in the meantime, what are you doing with it? Waiting for help. Somebody come help me with this battery. Yeah, Rowan will, of course, help. Or one of the contractors or whatever. Yep, or the both. contractors. Well, I, I don't control the contract. Will the contractors help? How? What's the form factor? Like, how big? It is an opaque metal cylinder. Uh, right. Probably about... Um, I'm imagining it kind of like Like love seat sized, like a like a meter long or something, meter and a yeah, half. Yeah, but but big and cylindrical, right. so awkward. Right. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, how many people could at least two or three. I think it would take like two or at least three people to to carry it. Yeah, I can go with the contractors. If y'all are cool with that. Yeah, Van I'll send uh, Carmelita along. And Mitch will say, Grift, you've had a hard day. I'm gonna take I'm I'll I'll go on this one. All right, you get the next one. All right. Uh it's gonna take you a couple minutes to How did I get a 159? Huh. Anyway. Um, weird. I don't know why it's rolling twice. But regardless, uh, you can make it back to Arcady. He is going to grouse about uh, how much fuel that's going to take to get back. Um, and that... Sorry. Uh, and he'll mention that uh, when you bring it close, his tongue tastes funny. I mean, quite the fine, don't you think? He will look at you and say, this close to the door, there's a reason people didn't bring it back. What's that? I don't know. I've never seen it before. 
Well, when we drop it off, we can uh, go back in. Are you going back in? Yes. As you get back to the... Uh, so the, the corpse you've cut down from the ceiling, are you doing anything with that or just... Uh, dragging it, I would drag it back to the... Uh... Like to the ship as well, so we can take it back with us, and it can be buried somewhere or something, or funeralized. Arcady will, when you bring the the body to the door, he'll turn and he'll look at you and he'll stare at you, and then he'll pull his gun and point it at your face. Oh, there, Katie. Put it back. Uh, don't want to like bury it or last rites or back. Okay, okay. You know, you could just you don't need the hardware, my man. He will reach with his other hand and uh, actually, he's going to stand up and approach you, still pointing his gun at you. I'll say, put it down. He does. Arcady will raise one booted foot and smash it down onto the corpse's head, which splits like an overripe melon. And through the blood and the gore, you see the glint of metal. He's just thinking, like, we didn't scan that. <laughs> oh, wow. That's sneaky. He'll say yes. It is. And on that note, you know? he didn't. But he wasn't wrong. On that note, now that you've had your first taste of the deep, let's put a pin in it. So, Stars and wishes. Anyone want to have any ideas, thoughts, suggestions? I can start. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Please. Um, then I really like the way that you characterized uh, Noriko and Arcady, especially. Just they're very distinct. Everybody, like everybody has very distinct personalities so far. And that's, yeah, it's really, really well done. Um, and just like, yeah, I just like the the very just like small, like visceral like notes you're putting in like the way that arcady stomped the head and like how i don't know i found a bag of tongues like that's that's fun um <laughs> dan your comment of that doesn't rhyme at all was very funny <laughs> and also i just ate uh martin um 
I like how uh, Cass and Van are like kind of a social in like different ways. Um, <laughs> and I enjoy, I, I think he said something, I think he said like he's expendable. Like he's expendable in regards to uh, <laughs> Rowan. That was also very funny. Matt, I really like the way that you're just the entire way you're characterizing Rowan is very, very funny. Like his it's really good. He's his gregariousness really shines through. And just the ukulele song. Just what the hell? The ukulele song. That's great. Uh wishes, um, yeah, to keep going to to head further into the deep and see what's see what's going on. I'm excited. Into the <laughs> a brief uh thing because I need to remember to do this. Uh who was around when Arcady stepped on the head? Well, Rowan, obviously. Then it's uh, back. Uh if that was around the same time that uh that we took the battery out, then uh then Mitch was there as well. If you think that would have added to your stress. Please add to your stress. Seeing the body was a stressful. Seeing that the body was an infiltrator and Rowan totally would have just taken it out of the facility was stressful. Fair enough. Sorry for uh, jumping back Mm -hmm. in there. I forgot to do that at the time. I will I will go. Um, I don't have many like particular notes because I have uh, frankly been working real hard to keep so many things in my head at the moment. Um, but I am enjoying the characters. I like that we have uh, two different grumps who are different in their grumpiness and I look forward to seeing okay. how the deep and uh, one of the themes that it explores is surprise, surprise, what it means to be human. And uh, so that'll be fun in the face of so many or of two characters, three characters with like mysticism or uh, sophantology. And then we have uh, the world's sweetest little dum-dum, Rowan, who is just here to uh, make things kaboom. I feel so, like we always got to have a sweet dum-dum in our game. <laughs> <laughs> every group needs a golden retriever. Um, we, need a, we need a dum-dum. I think uh, I think it's it's a good mix, and I hope I look forward to seeing how everyone responds to the uh, the details of what's going on here. Yeah, I also put down um, no thanks. I already ate for Mitch, like for the the Minotaur sacrifice. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, Matt, as usual, just going for it with everything not only the ukulele song but like hitting on everybody just do it just go for it just i empower you um <laughs> tracy um van's moments of like uh especially the response to rowan's um question about you know confusing ai or whatever <laughs> and then van flipping it and trying to confuse well no you successfully confused uh, Rowan, it was 
beautiful, beautiful timing, beautiful moment. Um, Ben, yeah, for taking on all of this, just watching you try to roll and like switch PDF. I can see it <laughs> in your face. <laughs> I have so many PDFs. You do it. You're doing, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like, still, like, without a beat, like, keeping up and sufficiently grossing us out. Um, I mean, I was grossed out on my album, pretty grossed out. Um, GG's, everybody. I'm wishes not to be grossed out, but I feel like that is a moot point. Um, wrong game. <laughs> yeah, wrong game. No. I mean, just I remember, I was like, it's all just fake. It's all downhill from here. Um, into the deep. Um, I would say uh, a little bit in regards to like pacing. I think sometimes we get a little bit hung up on like, uh, which I mean is understandable. Like searching for things and asking questions. I think sometimes we get a little bit um, delayed in that, but. Um, I'm sure that's that was just the beginning, but like now that we're into the deep, there's there's no room for questions. It's just act <laughs> like now, right? Um, so I'm excited about how that looks. Next section, excited and terrified. Ex terrified? Nope. Terrified? Nope. Mm -mm. Anxiety and excitement are two sides of the same coin. So. I like that. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> There's a, a small glimpse of the map as I see it in the, the oh god, like oh. one thing of where you are. I'm good. I, I ask. Oh, I know on. I should be writing this down, but I'm not. I probably shouldn't have said that. But I'm going to look into like a shared utility we can use to that you all will get to. Draw I know at least on, Tracy but... and Dan are. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's all y'all writing it down. I hope that's a fun part of it. I think so. I'm not doing it, but I think so. <laughs> I was like, it's wait, immersive. we need graph paper to write down maps? I was like, cool. So I mean that's yeah. I was excited about it. <laughs> See? I mean, I was it's asking for like the units that I needed to use so I could properly proportion the stuff that I <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I did not write anything down except uh, how much I enjoy Rowan's enthusiasm regarding blowing up the moon um, <laughs> or blowing up a moon-sized space station. Um, I Yes, I, I thought this was very fun and I enjoyed everybody's characters and I look forward to sort of them being fleshed out a little more uh, provided they don't pass immediately uh, uh, next episode. <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe somebody will pass immediately next episode. That's, that's my wish. The difference. I will note that kill someone <laughs> quick. No. Which is someone gotta die. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Matt, did you go? 
Uh, sorry, I do have a list, but I think pretty much everything on it has been said already. Yeah. Good job, everybody. <laughs> All right, good. I'm posting just example things from the book just for additional context. So that's that's how the map is that I see my map, my master map with all the actual things. Uh, ignore where it says fake, fake rooms. rooms. Ignore fake room. That's probably not really a thing. You guys, you probably guys, not really a thing. You guys are fake rooms. Be on guard. Well, you don't have a map yet. He so, just gave like... us the answer. He gave us the answer. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So look All for right. vents. Look for vents, everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, I told you that. That was the advice. Mm -hmm. Lock doors. Check to make sure you can go through the door and return through that same door. Maybe, probably. Maybe. Exit to space. Well, yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's what you. That's how you got in. Mm -hmm. That's right on the. That's the red arrow on the map that I posted. So this this place is huge. Just just FYI. And I look forward to seeing how deep you get. So thank you for going on this little adventure with me. Uh, and I look forward to getting back to it. I've been so excited for this. Like, really so fucking excited. Sorry about the pacing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was a little uneven. But hopefully now that it's we got all the paperwork done and all the you got your people, you're in the deep, it should be much more exciting. So okay. also the monarch like logo looks a lot like that logo for the Bose app. The what? Uh Bose headphones. Um they have like a they have an oh. app. And it looks like very, very close to it. Oh yeah, okay. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe like, that's who <laughs> uh cl cloud bank stems from Bose. <laughs> Their artificial, wow. intelligent, uh, room-scanning sound things became sentient. Oh, it does look like it. That's funny. All right, I'll end recording. All then. Uh,